Kristen. Hi, guys. And, uh, we work for a ministry called Decision Point. We live down in the Long Beach area. Uh, and so we are just stoked to be with you. Um, we really hope that this workshop is practical. Mm-hmm. Um, it is our prayer that you walk out inspired um, and really equipped. Like, I want you to walk in being like, that would be nice to know. And then I want you to walk out being like, now I know. Like, I want you to feel really empowered to share your faith uh, with your friends. So we're going to tell you some stories of students that are killing it, just boldly sharing their faith. Uh, and then we want to give you guys some real practical training so that you can walk out, go back to your schools, go back to your friends, and actually mm-hmm. communicate the hope that's in you. Actually. Like, we all say that we want to do it, but we want you to actually do it. Um, so how many of you guys go to public school? Go them out. How many of you guys are homeschooled? Oh, good. Got the back crowd of the homeschool. I love it. <laughs> uh, how many of you guys are in Christian school? All right, cool. So all of this applies to all of you. We're going to give you, especially for those of you guys in public school, we want to give you some tools because there's some specific legal things that you need to know because the public school is unique. Um, but sharing the gospel applies always. So we want to give all of you guys um, tools to do that. So why is it important in the first place to share your faith? Why? Like, why are you here? I want to hear from you in just a minute on that. But I just want like, you to think, like, look or, like, picture your school right now. Like, picture your friends that are walking by. Picture what they are going through. Think about your friends, the conversations that you're having. What is this generation? What are your friends experiencing? Why does it compel you to share your faith? What are they needing? What they're needing is Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Just think, guys, more than ever before, anxiety is skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. Just skyrocketing. Broken families, just the norm. Mm -hmm. Depression, drugs. I think about the lack of self-worth in young people. They're just throwing their bodies. Where they shouldn't be throwing their bodies. Just the brokenness. So think about the brokenness. There's two things that I, I don't know if you guys know these statistics. One, every single year, 1.1 million students attempt suicide. That's not good. I mean, just think about the hopelessness. I mean, maybe you guys have struggled with depression yourself. I have struggled with anxiety. I know the battle. But to reach the point of suicide we got to bring hope to this generation. you got to bring hope to that with your friends. More than ever before, ever before, students identify as atheists. More than ever before in any other generation. At like 12 years old, I'm an atheist. I talk to students all the time. I'm an atheist. You're 14, dude. <laughs> How have you written off God already? Just completely written off God. They're unchurched. This generation is being raised by unchurched parents. That's a unique thing about your generation. <clears throat> So these are realities that we're countering, and what I want to do is counter it with the hope of the gospel. So I want you guys to shout out, what are you seeing in your friends and in your generation and in your schools? What are you seeing? What's the problem that brought you here today? Partying. Partying, Partying. yep. Drugs. Drugs. Depression. Depression. Identity. Identity. Hmm. What else? Darkness. Darkness. People want, yeah, people wanting mm. to fit in, uh-huh. And they'll do anything to fit in. 
Social media is killing your generation. It's killing my <laughs> generation, but it's really killing your generation. Man, what a facade everybody lives in. There's just a rat race of a facade. So maybe you want to make a difference, but you don't know how. So that's what we want to help you guys learn how to do. Um, we really believe that all of that is just a physical symptom to the spiritual need of meeting Jesus. Like, how can we bring hope? Think about this. Write this down. How can you bring hope to everything that you just said? Can Jesus counter what you just said? Does the gospel counter what we've just talked about? Yes. Let's figure out how. So Kristen, why don't you take it away? Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Jackson? Yeah, so Jackson was a student just like you guys. Um, he saw the problem on his school campus, and he wanted to make a change. And so he started a Christian club on his campus. He became a decision point leader. He worked with us, and we trained him in how to share the gospel. And Jackson led a week-long outreach at his school. So every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day, he had dynamic speakers. He got free pizza. Um, his pastors brought in Bibles and life books and gospel tracts. You guys see those under, under your chairs. Um, and 270 students heard the gospel. Amen. <laughs> and over 12 students actually accepted Jesus or gave their life to Christ and rededicated. Think about what you could do because, and how Jackson did that. One student in particular I love um, that went to Jackson's outreach was a, a student named Mohammed. Mohammed had grown up in the Muslim faith, but he was coming every single day to this outreach. And um, Jackson followed up with him after, and he found out that Mohammed had actually given his life to Jesus. And he said, um, I am no longer a Muslim. I've decided to follow Jesus. And I think you can see on this, Muhammad wrote this on his Instagram. So just think, Muslim now posting about Jesus. He says, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how to spend time, inten spend intentional time with knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hmm. Guys, it's eternal impact. And so you might be thinking, that's amazing for Jackson, but is this really possible for me at my school? I don't know how to share my faith. It is possible. Ephesians 3.20 said, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or think for his glory. God wants to work through you guys. Matthew 28.18-20 is the great commission in Jesus. It's like the final thing Jesus is saying before he ascends into heaven. He says, go and make disciples, for I will be with you. 1 Timothy 4.12 is, is one that I love because um, it says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for other believers. Guys, all throughout scriptures you can see that God is calling young individuals to share their faith. Mm -hmm. And so um, in light of that, we um, as a ministry care a lot about our legal rights. And this is specifically for like public school campuses. And so you may ask the question, is this even legal about what I'm doing? Yes. There are two specific laws that we like to focus on that actively help you share your faith legally. The first, you may have heard it, it's called the First Amendment, which gives you the freedom of speech, which this means that you in your school campus can openly talk about Jesus, you can pray and read the Bible, you can witness, you can share the gospel, you can pass out God's words, so life books or, or Bibles or gospel tracts, and you can even wear like Christian clothes, all legally. 
The second is the Equal Access Act, which is a federal law um, which basically says that all clubs on campuses must be treated equally no matter what club it is, which means if the chess club is hosting an event, the Christian club has to be allowed to host an event. Yay. Amen. Um, so this means you can host events, you can reserve rooms on campus, you can hang up posters, pass out flyers, invite guest speakers to actually share the gospel. In all of this, you can share your faith legally. So now that you know it's possible and the law is on your side, I would love for, for Ke- are we going to watch the video now? Yeah, or? we're going to watch the video. Yeah, we have a video to show you actually what this looks like. On yeah, so as we campus. watch this video, I want you guys to picture one thing. How could God use you to do something like this? We're going to show a video of a student, that group of students that said, I'm going to boldly share my faith in my school. Uh, how could God use you to do something like this to reach your friends, to reach your school? How could this reach your city? How collectively, if students did this across the nation, which they're doing, by the way, how could we reach this generation? So think about those big picture things when you watch this video. unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so in love and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like following the crowd if there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, We've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food, but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel. Some of them shared their testimonies. At at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world. And I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus and for me this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that I that I'm gonna need especially during outreach week you really have to step outside of your comfort zone it's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God all of a sudden the pages of scripture become alive to them now it's not just a a distant story in the past and that would be nice if it happened today but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school it's amazing what do you think Pretty cool. Yep, got it. Yep, I like it. It's a good response. Okay, so to do outreach like that on campus, how many of you guys are existing Christian club leaders right now on your campus? You're in the Christian club. You're Let's leading a go. Christian club. Okay, guys, those of you with your hands raised, you have such a unique opportunity. 
God has already put you in place on your campus. Now you just got to maximize that opportunity. So we would love to help you. For those of you who put your hands up again, you're already leading Christian clubs. I would really love to challenge you to apply for coaching through Decision Point. You don't have to be alone. We can come alongside of you and give you tools and resources and coaching and training and teach you how to do that. You do not have to run Christian clubs alone. It's still your club. We're not going to take over, but we will resource you so that you can be absolutely effective. If you are not a Christian club leader, raise your hand. Do cool things. You can go back and do cool things. So either join the Christian club and go cast this vision to the leaders. Guys, we're sitting in a Christian huddle and we never leave our classroom and we don't share the gospel. Let's change that. Be a change agent. God has wired some of you to be influential leaders. Get out there and change your school. There's no reason why you can't go back and change the trajectory of your Christian club on campus. Uh, For those of you that don't even have a Christian club on your campus, start one. We have a great training on our website. You'll see it, decisionpoint.org slash camp. You can go there, and there's a great video, how to start a Christian club. Go start a Christian club, and then apply for coaching, and we'll give you all the training that you possibly need. If you're in a, a Christian school, you can still do this at your Christian school. Students need Jesus there, and peer-to-peer evangelism is powerful. So if they hear from you, this is the hope that is in me. In my Christian school, it doesn't matter what my teachers think. It doesn't matter what the school thinks. This is what I think. Your, your friends will listen to you. You can do this. We see Christian schools do this all the time, run by students. And if you're homeschooled, you have so much cool time on your hand. Go find your friends from youth group in the public schools, in the Christian school, and go help them. What a sweet opportunity you have uniquely as homeschoolers. So that's how you can do something like this. Beyond outreaches on campus, now we want to give you some practical, three practical challenges where all of you could do this at any point with your friends. Three challenges to share your faith. You ready? Three challenges. The pray five challenge, the go witnessing challenge, and the share God's word challenge. The pray five challenge, the go witnessing challenge, and the give God's word challenge. You could do all these challenges this year to actively, proactively share your faith this year. So Kristen, Let's do Pray 5. Let's go. Yeah, so the Pray 5 challenge is simple. And truly, we believe in in prayer, and we believe it is one of the most powerful tools that the Lord has given us. And so the Pray 5 challenge is simply this, to pray for five people for five minutes for five weeks. And pray specifically for three things. One, that God would give you an open door to share the gospel with them. Two, that when that door opens, that you would be able to clearly articulate and proclaim the gospel to them. And third, that you would pray that they would accept Christ. Um, Colossians 4, 3 to 4 reminds us to pray steadfastly, to pray for an open door, to clearly share the gospel and and to proclaim it boldly. A quote that I love, it says, when prayer becomes your habit, miracles become your lifestyle. Um, I want to share a story of a, a student. His name is Daniel. He did this, and he did the Pray 5 Challenge. So that's him right there. He said this. He said, I began praying every day that God would give me opportunities to share my faith, and I would be courageous enough to take those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking all over for these moments, and guess what? I was finding these opportunities everywhere. Um, the coolest thing that happened was my senior year, was an opportunity that God gave me to share the gospel of Jesus with my best friend. While eating Mongolian barbecue, we began talking about eternity, God, and the gospel. 
And that conversation opened up the door for multiple other conversations about the gospel and questions that he had. That year, my friend gave his life to Jesus. And now, years later, we still get together every week and talk, pray, and serve the church together. This is one of my favorite quotes. He says, was, was personal witnessing awkward? Sure. Sometimes it was. Was it worth it? A million times, yes. What if, guys, we began to pray like Daniel for our friends? So take just a minute, and write, we're actually going to do this right now. So think and, and pray, and I, I bet you there's probably more than five of your friends that need this. So take some time and think about who is God putting on your heart right now. Could be a lonely student. Could be your friend like Daniel. Could be someone that you couldn't even imagine would give their life to Jesus. So think about it and write those five names down. Two names not written, three names, four names. Keep going. Six. I heard six. Six names. That's amazing. The Pray Six Challenge. You got to pray for six weeks now, though. <laughs> All right, just a couple more seconds. Guys, take this home, transfer it off of your worksheet, put it on a three by five card, put it in a notes in your phone, put it on your mirror, put it in your car, and pray. I've been praying for, this, for people, and I'll tell you, when you pray that God would open the door, guess what happens? He opens the door. It's awesome. Because when you're wanting to be ready, don't you think God wants you to be ready? He's going to open the door for you to share the gospel. So here's my question. When God does open the door, you pray for those six people, God will open the door. My question for you, what's your name? Raina. Will you be ready? And will you do it? Pray that God would give you boldness. That you wouldn't, so the response isn't like, ah, I wasn't ready for this. I've been praying for it, but I wasn't ready for it. But you'd actually do the work to be ready to share your faith. We want to equip you right now with some uh, specific ways that you can share your faith. So this brings us to our second challenge, the Go Witnessing Challenge. We actually want to teach you how to witness, how to share the gospel with your words, to actually share the hope that is in you. And I'm going to take it one step further. I'm going to challenge you guys to go to your campus, pick a date this fall, grab some friends so you're not alone, and say, Friday, September 22nd, I don't know if that's a date, Friday, September 22nd, we're going to actually go witness to friends on campus. We're going to walk up to people on our campus, and we're going to talk to them about Jesus. What? You can do that? You can do that. Does that sound scary? Yes. That's good. It's okay that it sounds scary. Does it sound intimidating? Does it sound awkward? It doesn't have to be. It's actually really beautiful that you could walk up to somebody on your campus and say, hey, I want to talk to you about Jesus. Do you know what they would say? Okay. It's pretty simple. It's actually really beautiful. Most students think that they're going to be like, 
kicked in the face or something. But that's not actually what's going to happen. Most students are very open to talking about their faith. So I want to look at three scriptures with you. 2 Corinthians 5. Do you know what God calls you guys? Ambassadors. This is what God says. It says, God through Christ was reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We as believers have the ministry of reconciliation to bring people into reconciliation with God. That is, God was reconciling the world to himself, entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. See a theme there? We are his ambassadors. God was making his appeal to others through us. So we implore people on God's behalf be reconciled to God. That's what we get to do as believers. Are you doing that every day in your life? Probably not. What an amazing life that could be. God commands us to proclaim the gospel in Mark 16. He's telling his disciples after he raised raised from the dead, go into the world and proclaim the gospel with your mouth. Proclaim it. Don't just live it. Proclaim it. Proclaim the gospel. Because, why? Because Romans says... In Romans. Romans 10 says, how will they call on him if they haven't believed? How will they believe if they haven't heard? How will they hear unless someone preaches? How will your friends hear the hope and find freedom in Jesus from all the addiction that we just talked about, from the brokenness, if they don't actually hear the gospel? So how do you actually do it? I'm going to fly through some things right now. I'm going to give you some practicals. How do you actually have a conversation with people? See on your uh, worksheet where it talks about five steps to share the gospel? I'm going to give you five steps. Ready? Prepare for the conversation. It's behind me too. Begin the conversation. Share the gospel. Invite them to respond. And prepare for follow-up. I'm going to say those again. Ready? Prepare for the conversation. You're preparing. How are we going to do that? We're going to talk about that. Begin the conversation. You got to start. Got to open your mouth, guys. Got to open your mouth. Share the gospel. I'm going to teach you how. Invite them to respond and prepare for follow-up. I'm going to dive into steps one and two here today. And then we have great, actually wonderful videos on our website if you want the full training. We can give you that after today. But I'm going to dive into one and two because the hardest part about sharing the gospel is literally opening your mouth. Right? The hardest part about sharing the gospel is like, I want to do it. My heart is compelled, but my mouth won't open. So let me tell you how to do that. Prepare. Pray. Take a breath. Pray. Take those fears to the Lord. As you're sitting down wanting to talk to a friend, or if you actually do this Go Witness Challenge and you're about to go talk to a stranger about Jesus, pray. Pray that the Lord would take those fears. Pray that he would open up the doors. Pray for boldness. Pray for love. Let the Holy Spirit fill you. There's this amazing quote that I heard. It says this. This is successful witnessing. Ready? Proclaim Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and leave the results to God. Proclaim Christ in the power of the Spirit and then leave the results to God. Can you save anyone? No. What if someone says, no, I don't actually, I'm not actually wanting to believe in Jesus? Okay. Was that your job? No. Your job is to proclaim the gospel because how can they believe if they've not heard? Your job is to make sure that they've heard. Did you know that almost 50% of your generation, 50, one in two, has never heard the gospel in California. Living in America, your friends don't know the gospel. They don't know Jesus, period. So that's where it starts. Pray, then begin. Do you know how you begin a conversation? 
start talking. Wow, isn't this such powerful training that you guys are getting? <laughs> this is like, wow, I should have gone to the other training. This is how you start a conversation about Jesus. Open your mouth and start talking. If you know the person, what if you did something like this? What was your name again? Raina? Hey, Raina. We're having, what kind of food do you like? Pizza. We're eating pizza. Hey, I don't know you that well, but we've been friends and I've wanted to talk to you about God. Hey, Raina, I don't think I've ever asked you. What do you think about God? He's just a being in the sky. Hey, guys, we just started talking about God. That was it. It was just a question. Hey, I just want, hey, do you have any, I want to ask my neighbor this, actually. i like praying that I have the opportunity to ask my neighbor. Hey, what's your background on faith? I actually don't know. See how that simple question? Just ask a question. It's called a transition question. It goes from we're eating pizza to now we're talking about God. And you know how I did that? I asked a question. It's called a transition question. Come up with a transition question that feels the least awkward to you. If you don't know the person and you go witnessing on your campus, you can do something like this. Hey, my name's Kelly. Uh, I'm just out here talking to people about what they believe about God. Can I sit down and talk to you? Did you know that most students are going to say, okay, why not? What else are they doing? They're just waiting for their parents to pick them up after school. They're really open. Hey, I'm just out here talking to people about God. Can I talk to you? I'd love to hear what you think. And then you know what you do? You listen to what they say. Because you'll learn so much about somebody. If I listen to Raina, I just say, oh, you think that God is just a being in the sky. Now I know where to go with that conversation. How awesome. I've just learned something. I'm not just walking in with a rote speech. I'm listening to where rain is coming from. Then I'm going to ask a permission question. This is the next thing. We're going to ask a permission question that says, hey, thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I tell you what I think about God? Permission question. I'm not shoving it down anyone's throat. What if they say no? Okay. No problem. Do you know what most people say? Sure. Do you mind if I tell you what I think about God? And now you get to share the gospel. So this is the gospel, guys. Ready? Four points of the gospel. It's this simple. Take the whole Bible, the whole Bible, four points. Can you memorize four things? I think you can memorize four things. Four things. God. God is number one. You've got to tell them about God. God loves you, Raina, and he created you to know him personally. God loves you. Students need to hear God loves you, and he wants to be in relationship with you. The God of the universe wants to be in relationship with you. It's that simple, right? Number one, God. Second, we are sinful and separated from God. Do you think people get that they're sinful? They better believe that they're sinful. How do you not know you're sinful? Sinful, separated from God. Third, but God didn't leave us there. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, to pay the penalty of our sins. You can be free from your sin. God loved you so much that he sent Jesus and he rose from the dead. He's the way. He's what you're looking for. Raina, he's the way you're looking for. All the other crap you're doing, it's not working. Jesus is who you need. That's the third point. God, our condition, our sin, Jesus. But Raina has a choice. You have a choice. You have to actually receive Jesus. It's not enough just to know. You have to actually make, respond. How are you going to respond? And I would say something like this to Raina. I'm just picking on you. I hope you're doing fine. <laughs> I would just say, what keeps you from doing that? It's another question. What keeps you from doing that today? Is this something that you want? And then you listen. That's the gospel, guys, right there. You could do that any point. God loves you. You're a sinner. But Jesus paid the penalty of your sin. So would you respond today? See how simple I just made that? And then give them a chance to do so. 
That's the gospel. So what I'm going to do right now is um, I'm going to bring up uh, Kristen, and we're going to go through one more challenge. What I would encourage you guys to do is take time at any point this camp and take those few points of the gospel and just practice saying them one time to a friend. So when you leave, just like grab, like on your way to lunch, be like, what were those points again? And just practice saying them to each other so that when the opportunity comes, you're ready. So that's how you very succinctly share the gospel. So tell us about the third challenge. Yeah, so this one, we're going to talk quickly about it, but it is called the Give God's Word Challenge. And it's simple as this. Ready? To practice, actually, literally, give out God's Word to your peers at school by simply walking around and handing it to them. So under your chairs, we gave you a life book and we gave you a gospel track. And what this challenge is, is to take that life book or take a Bible that you get from your pastor and to actively go around campus and hand it to them. The life book, if you don't know, it's um, the book of Mark and high school students actually wrote in it cool comments. Um, so that is the Give God's Word challenge, to give it out to students who need it. Because students, when they get it, they go, I can't wait to read this. Or students who you don't even imagine could read the Bible will open up that life book and will say, I started reading it, and I couldn't get out of my head. So that's the Give God's Word Challenge. Cool. So we are wrapping up. You guys are going to go to your next seminar in just a minute. What I want you to do is I want you to get your response card, because this is just the beginning. I don't expect you guys to walk out and be like, well, I've learned everything there is to know about witnessing. We have so many other cool resources for you. So on your response card, there's two things that you can check. One, I challenge you all. We call them decision point leaders. Decision point leaders are students across the nation who are saying, I want to share my faith. So if you want to do, we shut this door. Hey, guys, yeah. shut that door for a minute. Uh, if you want to do these challenges, check the box that says, I want to do these challenges this year. We're going to set you up on some text so we can send you some videos. We're going to send you some resources. We're going to send you some encouragement, some training. So if you want to learn more about how to do these challenges, you club leaders, if you want to learn how to do this on your campus, check that box. We'll give you more resources. We'll text you some, um, some awesome videos. For those of you that I mentioned, if you guys are club leaders, or you should be club leaders, or you want to be club leaders, or however that works where you actually want to do more outreach events on your campus, click the I'm interested in learning more about it. We'll follow up with you and help empower you. You can apply for leadership, and we'll give you unbelievable resources. So that's all on your response card. You can pass them out. Um, give them to Kristen as you walk out the door. Uh, we are praying for you. I'm going to pray for you that the Spirit just fills you with boldness. Lord God, I pray for every student in this room that walked in because they have a desire to share their faith. Lord, I pray for every five names and five times, however many are in this room, for all these students that need you. Lord, would you open up the door that you would allow them the opportunity to share the gospel and that they would share it with clear conviction and that you would bring salvation to the people on these cards this year. Lord, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can drop off the response oh, cards here and in. then pens. Or you can just drop right the pen. Here. It's fine. The next students will use it in the next seminar. Thank you.